Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade. I want, we're coming to uh, close out a, a very long hiatus that went on, uh, starting at around the New Year holiday and continuing through the Epiphany, which was yesterday. I want to beg your forgiveness for all of that. We had quite a lot going on in my house, um, in my family. And we all came down, I think, with a little bit of something from the end of the holiday. <laughs> you know, there's always that time in the holiday when you catch that illness and it just won't go away. So, after we got over it, I have to say I kind of left my work off to the side and uh, didn't return to it, but uh, it's been about a week now and I felt that I ought to return to it. So, I want to welcome you all back to the Daily Decade, the year of our Lord. 2021, and uh, I want to uh, I want to wish you all a, a very happy New Year, a very blessed feast of the Epiphany, um, and I hope that you all had a very merry Christmas, and that uh, everything is is shaping up for you personally uh, as we're coming into the into the new year. And that's something that we all need to focus on. I think we get pulled in too much by what's happening, broadly speaking in the world and in, in the country and perhaps even in our states and we neglect that God has a singular plan for us that is designed around our lives and he puts people in our in our path, in our personal path that we have to show mercy to and interact with and that's, that's our purpose. Whatever else comes down from above may as well come from the cosmos itself. I know that that, that term, the cosmos, this, this fancy term for the world, but really when we talk about the broader world around us, there are natural forces that uh, afflict us, winds and rains and things of that nature. And in many cases, in many ways, those things which are outside of our control but in the hands of other men are as much to us a sort of meteorological phenomenon as if it were to suddenly switch from rain to ice while we were in the car. We have no control over it. We can only react to it and see how it affects us personally and how it affects our families and how it affects our ability to carry out the expectations placed upon us by our God. I hope that in this year, as we return to the Daily Decade, we'll return with a focus on our own spiritual lives, the spiritual lives of those immediately around us, and continue to serve as witnesses and beacons in dark times, for all times where Christ is not present are dark times, and to bring the light of Christ into those times and into those places. That's my hope for this year. Well, enough with the New Year's resolutions. Uh, if you have any intentions, I encourage you to write in to us. The email is dailydecadrequests at protonmail.com. That's decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural at protonmail.com. And you can send in your intentions and have all of us pray for you, uh, however great or small they are, and, uh, and give us the opportunity to be pleasing to God uh, by offering our intentions before Him. For right now, uh, my intention is... Uh, we have, uh, there was an incident yesterday, I think many people are probably aware of it, 
that took place in Washington, D.C., and I'd like to pray for the repose of the souls of the four people that were killed uh, and for their families. And I'd also like to pray for anybody else that's involved that uh, no serious trouble comes upon them as a result of their presence in uh, in Washington that day, if they were peripherally involved. And, uh, and for the light of Christ to illumine and to awaken everybody who ha is in a position of power and responsibility uh, to take the correct and godly lesson uh, from this incident only pray for these things and leave them in the hands of God who is more powerful than we are. So for the repose of the souls of the four killed, for the safety of all involved, and for the illumination of those in positions of authority. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, weeping and mourning from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us, and after this our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and make thy perpetual light to shine upon them, and may they rest in peace. And by the mercies of God may all the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. Amen. For all those in need of God's light, St. Lucy, pray for us. For all those in need of guidance and God's authority, St. Gregory the Great, pray for us. For all of us in battle and struggle and strife, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, given what's going on in the world, and some of the things I've heard, from some of the people I care about, I thought today might be a good time to reflect upon martyrdom. Let that sort of sit in the air there for a moment. What does martyrdom mean? There's been an awful lot of talk about martyrdom and about having martyrs in the last hundred years or so. Most of these are political martyrs. The martyrs of the Irish Rising, for example, in 1917, are referred to as the martyrs. To give a cause, a martyr. John Kennedy was called a martyr. King was called a martyr. Most recently, some of these people that were killed in Washington were referred to as martyrs. And there seems to be a misconception in our society about what martyrdom is. And they think that martyrdom is anybody who dies for a specific cause, which is wrong. And further, that martyrdom, maybe perhaps some of them believe that martyrdom is anybody who dies for the truth, which is correct, but not in the way that they mean it. And so I thought that it might be worth reflecting for a moment on what martyrdom is. I have seen a number of people remark that they do not care what happens to them in the wake of the great political changes that are taking place in this country. That they are 
indifferent to their fate, dead or alive. And that many people would like to die for some cause or ideology and would gladly give their lives for it. There is only... How do I go in the next step? I suppose the best place to start would to say that this is not the first time that this has happened. And that at the end of the Roman Empire, when Christianity first emerged onto the scene as a new and attractive thing, at the height of the depravity of the rule of the Roman emperors, many people purporting to be Christians sought martyrdom actively. In fact, so many people sought it that the church had to condemn the idea of seeking out martyrdom, to commit suicide by martyrdom. This is explicitly frowned upon. And the reason why is because martyrdom is not something that you can seek or choose. It is something that comes and finds you powerless, weak, and humble. And the acceptance of martyrdom, the acceptance of death, in the name of Jesus Christ, produces a martyr, one whose deeds and sins are washed away by one's blood, because one has offered oneself to Christ, and suffered death as he suffered death, with humility. Since Stephen is the first martyr, and if we look at his example, we can get a sense of what martyrdom actually is. Certainly Stephen must have known that the possibility of his being killed was present. When he went to the Jews, or rather when he was called before the Jews to be accused of his blasphemies, he went fearlessly and stood before them and bore witness to Christ for which he was stoned but when he was stoned and when he was killed on behalf of Christ his mind was wholly fixed on Christ and on Christ alone he begged forgiveness for those that were doing the killing and his last witness to them was that he saw the Son of Man seated in glory and the angels ascending and descending, tending to him. Everything was focused on the glory of God. St. John Chrysostom died in exile, and he is often portrayed as having a black and white, uh, oh, what's the word for it? There's a robe that is worn for the life of me. I'm forgetting exactly what it's called. But typically the black cross on a white background indicates martyrdom in the same way that someone holding a cross typically indicates some kind of sacrifice for Christ in the iconography. John Chrysostom was not killed. He died a natural death of old age in exile. And the exile certainly affected his situation and caused and sped up his death. And he accepted it with humility. He did not try to fight it. And his last words were, Glory to God in all things, 
and thus parting here in exile, far from his sea, driven from the people for whom he was meant to care, and left to die in some godforsaken land in the north of Anatolia. His thoughts were not the bitterness of his situation, but they turned to Christ. Not just to Christ, but to his glory. That all things, even his passing, might be seen to glorify Christ and God was St. John Chrysostom's most desperate wish. And these examples of martyrdom are, are examples that illustrate exactly what it is, which is to accept death for truth, not merely to die for truth, not merely to be killed for being a Christian, but to accept death with gratitude that it might glorify God because our last thoughts and everything that we have is in the hands of God. We as Christians have forgotten what martyrdom is because we have forgotten how to accept death. Some people, especially on the right wing of our political spectrum, do know how to seek death and know how to die and may even desire to die in the service of some cause some ideology or some worldly belief but they are not martyrs a man who seeks death not merely to humbly accept it on behalf of God and as an offering to God but one who seeks it does not die for Christ or in Christ or with Christ he dies for himself now he may die in the name of Christ he may be persecuted as a Christian but he dies for himself if he seeks martyrdom because it is not Christ's glory that he seeks in death but his own it is good to die to the world on behalf of the church and for Christ. To be crucified to the world is the entire point of our faith and our religion. There is a means whereby we die not being crucified to the world, but rather rejecting, the, re rejecting our death and accepting it only for ourselves. And among these people are those who will say, Lord, Lord, on the last day, and he will say, turn, and turn away and say, I never knew you. Because they did not surrender themselves wholly to him. And that is what we are called to do. We are called to surrender ourselves wholly and completely to Christ and God. To Christ who is God. Because in his service we, is the only freedom that we will ever know. In Him is the only life that we can ever enjoy. And to die for Him, to die to ourselves, to die to the world, is life indeed. That is what all of the great fathers of the Church and doctors of the Church, the popes, the magisterium, this is what it teaches us. That to die to the world and to ourselves 
is how we must live. And this attracts a number of people who worship not Christ, but death and glorious death. And though they are admirable in their courage, their steadfastness, their loyalty, their principles, they are in the end not Christians in the strict sense of the word. And it is a a hard thing to hear that because we want to admire those who want to lay down their lives. But that does not make them martyrs. Now, no greater love has a man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And that is true. A man who dies in defense of his uh, children, his wife, his friends, his people, he is a man worthy of admiration, but he is not a martyr. Because to lay down your life for Christ is something greater than that. No greater love hath a man than this. If we lay down our lives for anything other than for Christ, then we love those things more than Christ. And if we are to die, if we die in Christ, then we bear witness to the fact that we love Christ more than we love anything else. And that is what Christ calls us to. That is what God calls us to, to love him more than we love anything else. And for those who seek death, and I know there are some out there who have these darkened thoughts brought by the devil and by his fallen angels, because they would love nothing more than to have you dead and in their hands. For those who seek death, for your own glory, or for the glory of some political cause, some worldly thing. Whether it is your nation, your race, your ideology, whatever it is. Do not seek death. Seek life. For life is in Christ alone. Even in death for Christ is life. Seek life, not death. That is our creed. I believe in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.